Hello, and welcome to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. I am Steph, and I'm the owner and creative director of Vim. Vim's mission is to showcase the enthusiasm and passion of business leaders nationwide. I cannot wait to have you listen to the show and stick around. At the end, we talk a little bit about how you can be my next guest. Hi guys, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. Off air, I just started like geeking out with my guest. I'm so excited for what we have to talk about today. I'm so excited, so excited to introduce you to Richard Blank. He is the owner of Costa Rica's Call Center. And um, we had a little fun with geography uh, <laughs> before we started the call. Um, the fun thing, when I have guests that are around the world, I'm very used to them being not on the same time zone as I. And Costa Rica is in mountain time. And so we are just a couple hours apart. So anywho, introducing Richard Blank. Richard, thank you for being here. Steph, so happy to be with you today and your audience on Passion on Purpose. I look forward to sharing a lot of ideas and uh, really just adding wind into your sails. You have a great show. Thank you. You've already done that, like I said. Um, I'm really excited to talk about all of the great things that you're doing for the people you're serving, the people in your community. I just truly, like, that means a lot to me. And so we're going to do like we always do and and just jump right on into my hard-hitting question okay perfect all right what is your why my why is uh fulfillment it's mm -hmm. about having balance if i'm not true to myself then it's a fake life if you're wearing a mask you can't hold it for that long you're a one-trick pony so my why is is really just more of it's something that's natural to me instead of explaining it it's really just looking at my track record and seeing why i made this adventure and it's really self-explanatory yeah. i think fulfillment is such a great word too. knowing where we're going to be going in this call and knowing what you do i think it's such a beautiful all-encompassing word so take me back to some of the earlier times in your life where you started recognizing this why. Like, was it a personal fulfillment thing? Was it in a work moment? Tell me more about how that came to be. Steph, that's an excellent question. In fact, I don't mind disclosing this with you. It goes way back, where when your family is giving you certain opinions or has expectations in regards to your career, my friend, I didn't go Ivy League. My grandpa went to Harvard Law. My pops went to Columbia Business School. My brother went to Washington Lee. I didn't have oh, wow. the structured discipline or maturity to handle those sort of studies. So I decided to follow through on my passion. I, I loved Spanish. And I know that if I were the only one out of my friends that could speak Spanish, I might be marketable. I was encouraged by my Spanish teacher and my, my high school initially that wrote me a college recommendation letter because they believed in me and they knew that this was my sort of passion. And so it's very difficult to compare notes with people because I was a linguist and I know that that was gonna open doors and be versatile, who knows where it's gonna take me. And so I interned for Telemundo in college just to work on those skills and I worked for Corona Beer Postgrad. But at 27 years old, Steph, I was given a one in a million opportunity to move to Costa Rica. And if you can get past your parents' guilt, if that barn door stays open, you take it. 
And so I've been here for 23 years, celebrate my 15th year in business, owning a call center. And as I mentioned before, it's really just about having a true life, leaving that castle, slaying the dragon, saving a princess and becoming a prince. That's what life's all about. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. What a crazy whirlwind of the life you've had. Um, the pressure, the guilt, the expectations, the, sure. I mean, to have that upbringing, I mean, I'm sure there's so many pros and cons, right? And so not, not trying to say it was all horrible or anything, but to have some of that upbringing early on those pressures. Um, and you, how did you come to find this passion of Spanish? Like, where was that? Right. To just say, Oh, I always was interested and passionate about Spanish. Was it the culture? Did you see a show? Did you have friends? Well, you said, no, you were the only person who spoke Spanish. So I'm curious, how did that little bug get in you? Well, I grew up with a very comfortable family. And so during spring breaks, we would go to Mexico. So I've been to Acapulco and Puerto Vallarta. And as a little boy, besides enjoying the beach and the Mexican flair, I probably brought back about 30 vocabulary words and it was either food or the stores that I saw or just anything. And so there was a positive reinforcement step. It just wasn't passe. It wasn't a pastime. It was something that I knew that I could build upon and, and all the world's a stage. And so anytime mm -hmm. I, I found a person that was bilingual, I would speak Spanish and it was cute. I could do it for five minutes, maybe 10. I wanted more. And the only way to do it was to dive into that deep end and live it. And so my junior year, I spent the entire year, 10 months in Europe, two months traveling over Christmas break. I didn't come home. And that was the best time of my life. Steph, you want to talk about shedding skin? You're 21 years old. You're in Europe in the winter of 93 and 94 with a two-month Eurail and some cash to stay in youth hostels. And I traveled as far east as Prague, as far south as Corfu, the Pink Palace in Greece. Went to Amsterdam, of course, and I went to Tangier. And imagine going to all those museums, seeing the ruins, reading those books and 105 minute conversations a day with people from all over the world. And so where I grew up in Philadelphia and then going to Europe and becoming something new, it, it, I was born again. The essence of where I grew up really didn't matter. It was really about the pure Richard Blank. And that's what I was trying to develop at that stage. And that's when my Spanish really went through the roof. Holy smokes. I, I just, the worldliness of what you've experienced and that you have cultivated for yourself, created, protected for yourself. Um, there's just so much, you know, wherewithal that you just had very early on. Um, it's very impressive and exciting. And, and I'm envious of that. You know, Steph, we spoke about Spokane, Washington, and one of my favorite movies of all time, which was Vision Quest. And, and the purpose of Vision Quest with Loudon Swain was to have a spiritual life journey. And sometimes we have cosquillas, we have butterflies, we have these sixth sense and tingles. And as long as I had honorable intentions and I was doing the things with good faith, by all means, I was really going to go for it. And you might need to be selfish sometimes to make certain decisions for yourself so you can live your life. So you can live a fulfilled life. Yes, ma'am. Going right back to that fulfillment. Um, yes, we talked about that movie. Yes, I pulled it up on my tab, my hundreds of tabs. All of my listeners who know me personally know that I've got way too many tabs up. Um, 
Fun fact, it was filmed in Spokane, Washington, just a few hours from me. So yes, I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Okay, so back to fulfillment. All of mm. this worldly travel, you land in Costa Rica and you put roots there. You've been there now 15, 15 years? Or did you say 23? 23. No, 15 years in business, 23 years living there. Uh, yeah. Let's jump to this 15-year moment. Maybe let's go to 15 years ago and six months. Where are you in these moments? This right before the precipice of Costa Rica Call Center coming to be. Tell me where were you at in your in your life and your thoughts and your world and career? Instead of two months, I spent four years working in my friend's center from 2000 to 2004, learned the business from the inside out, decided to work at the family real estate company, making calls from Costa Rica to a brokerage out of Arizona for my brother. But when the market crashed, this is where I was at. I had a little bit of money saved for at least two years worth of living. And I was in my mid thirties. I had maturity and impulse control and some capital. And I really wanted to throw my hat in the ring. What could I do? Well, I knew this industry, but I could start small stuff. You'll love this. Started working out of my home, put the website up in October, landed my first account February 6th of 2008. But I was renting a turnkey station from a blended center, like a internet cafe. There was no privacy, but it had reliability. So I paid the taxes, made my margin and I could scale accordingly. And I was there for a couple of years. It wasn't glamorous, but I learned really what to do and had stable clients. From there, I rented space and bought secondhand equipment and furniture. So I was able to scale for a fraction of the cost and was there for about six years until I had enough money to build out this 300 seat center where I'm at right now. And um, it's been a blessing. I mean, I was building on momentum, stars being aligned, the wind on your back. And why would mm -hmm. you when you keep betting on yourself? And as long as I was willing to go 15 rounds and be accountable and feed families in this country, knowing that I'm a guest here, and by mm -hmm. all means, the odds were in my favor. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you you have the in addition to this fulfillment, this life fulfillment, we've got to touch on this deeper, even even more depth than this personal fulfillment. You mm -hmm. said it just a moment ago. Is I'm feeding and and giving life to people here. I'm I'm supporting the community here. I'm fulfilling other lives. So this isn't just an internal one-way street with your why. It, it is truly a giving why as well. So that, you know, it, like you said, it kind of just fell in your lap. Like you already had the experience. You had the language. Like everything just aligned so beautifully. Um, but you, what I love about all, I have such amazing guests because the passion is just so deep within. How did you feel? How did you find some of this, these earliest um, people to join you and to believe in you as an outsider. Cause I think that was probably a, a barrier and maybe not as much cause you'd been there for a while, but how did uh, you get that buy-in from, I mean, you said a 300 seat, you know, building. So you have a huge team with you now. How was that journey? Well, I put fear into perspective. If my great grandfather did it at the turn of the 20th century, coming from Romania and Russia, going to New York in the garment industry, learning English and making their money. I can do the same thing. That's how I convinced my parents to let me live south. But I guess a lot of it is good faith in the beginning. Once again, I'm a guest here. I learned your culture. I learned the language. Right off the bat, I'm speaking. 
your language. I know the subjunctive tense, my grammar is great, my vocabulary is expansive. So if anything and nothing, you might give me five minutes to know me. And when you hear me and realize I don't compromise ethics, values, and morals by doing certain campaigns that are gray area or something you wouldn't do, maybe you, like, you might like me a little more. In fact, I don't mm -hmm. use an alias. My name is out there. I contribute. I put things out there. People, people want to work at a smaller center. They don't want to get lost amongst thousands at Amazon. They, they want me to delegate. They, they want to grow from mm -hmm. a squire to an owner. And I don't need to hire thousands. I have 150. I bring in some people and I can stuff. I can be exceptionally selective. I'd rather bring in somebody that has the skill set and really has the desire compared to a 10 year veteran that could be a cancer or a jumper or just a mercenary and really doesn't care. And so synergy is essential. These relationships mm -hmm. we were in the pinball game room, playing games, breaking bread together, walking the roads making suggestions in coaching, taking their English, which is so delicate and expanding upon it with certain vocabulary and genre and just giving them such a wonderful delivery so they're more self-confident and self-reliant. Steph, golden jewels, they lose their luster. I got enough money to pay for enough dinners the rest of my life. What am I doing now? I'm paying it forward. I remember yeah. when I had my coaches and my mentors that said, go rich you go. Well, I'm from Philly and I'm here and I'm gonna let them go 15 round Rocky with me. I'll call the balls and the strikes and I'll give you some guilt. I'll bend you, I'm just not gonna break you. But I wanna see the best out of you, man. I wanna see where you can go with this. And I've seen some people really crack codes and, and get to different levels. And then when I go downstairs and tell their mother how great they are, you know, that's a gift that keeps on giving. Well, I mean, how how much more fulfilling is that to have a mentor, to have somebody in your life who isn't just going to throw an award at you because you did your job, is going to truly want to help you. I know I'm saying it over and over again, but it's such a deep why and it's so all-encompassing. It's how much more fulfilling is that? You know, that is what we as humans are innately, whether we've ever consciously thought about it, we are all innately bred and born to grow, to evolve, to be fulfilled. And so the fact that you have wrapped so much of, of that into what you do for your team and also for your clients, that's huge. So I want to dive into something because I, sorry, I'm just like snowballing into it, but I just, it's on my head and I want to make sure we touch on it. Language yeah. is such um, like, you know, the, the term language barrier is such a common term that we hear a lot when people are considering working with um, offshore, nearshore, out of the country entities, you know, uh, now with AI and technology and after, dare we, say, dare we say the words pandemic or COVID, right? Everyone is getting more accustomed and more open to, and I wish we had more time because I'd love to like tap, tap into some of that with you. But people yes. are getting more accustomed to understanding that the rest of the world can be supportive to us. Whether or not language or barriers are there, there are ways to overcome that. And so I want to know about, A, your team and their – you touched on a little bit with your coaching about confidence building and some of the cultural and the nuances of English. But also with your clients, how do you get – over that barrier, over those hurdles for your clients to understand, listen, we have a phenomenal team here who can help you and it's not going to feel out of this world. It's going to 
it's going to feel very authentic to who you are as a business. That That's what I want to hear. I want to hear all of that goodness. Oh, I got good news for you. First and foremost, anybody that's bilingual bears the mark of higher education. And if somebody has a slight accent, then that's a beauty mark. That's pretty cool, like Zsa Zsa Gabor. You gotta have Oh, that, that gave me goosebumps. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry to cut you off. That gave me goosebumps. It's a beauty mark. I love that. Of course it's a beauty mark, but it really shows cognitive skills, structure and discipline, like a violinist, someone that hits the gym or can paint, a linguist. That's dedicated practice. That's not five hours in class and an hour of homework. It's reading books, watching movies, speaking with people, living it. It's, it's mm -hmm. almost a poet's life. And mm -hmm. it opens so many doors. And so a client has to understand that Spanish also will be the most spoken language in the United States in 2030. So let's all calm down. I will say this diplomatically, but I think more North Americans may be more attuned towards a Latin accent than a Middle Eastern and Asian accent in regards to customer support. Because mm -hmm. I know that the Indian, the Philippine centers get a bad rap, even though I think they're phenomenal, but that's almost stereotypical call center agent. Now, mind you, Hollywood glamorizes it. Wolf of Wall Street, Boiler Room, Glengarry, Glen Ross, you name it. But there are a lot of individuals that make and receive calls, and I prefer that over omni-channel non-voice support. I have a form mm -hmm. on my page, you can fill it out. I prefer a phone call. You can retain a client, you can upsell, you can get a referral, you can get an exit interview. The moment that you just stick to filling out forms, you're gonna, the client's gonna pop. And if they finally get somebody on the phone, they're gonna go guns a blazing. And don't be surprised mm -hmm. if you lose them. And I stress to my clients that even though they might have, have a slight accent, they're still able to extend empathy and show mm -hmm. active listening and make suggestions. And these are the sort of things that not only can be taught, but my friend, we can really expand on their bedside matter and those soft skills. So, so people give us a positive escalation. They ask to speak to a supervisor. They let me know how amazing Steph was on the phone. And I say, I know, <laughs> tell me something I don't already know. That's why we're buying a pizza tomorrow because she gets another prize. She's our number one. And so when you do that sort of happy, you make happy house and then people mm -hmm. don't want to leave anymore. And all they want to do is grow. You just have a really amazing sense about the way you want life. You want others to live life. And, and that is, I mean, even before we went on air, right? I noted that you have um, a, a jukebox behind you and you have pinballs downstairs and you have candy oh, behind yeah. you that I'm like seriously considering like who needs a bookshelf? Can I get a candy shelf? Like my husband listens to my show and he's going to go, on, no. Recess and you. dessert, the best things ever. Yeah. <laughs> so. The other day I ordered dessert before dinner. I knew I wanted I mean, to Steph, eat I gotta dessert. I got to share something. We, we didn't yeah. speak about the bad, but I got to be devil's advocate. I, I do have a heavy heart from time to time. I, there are people we start strong, but they'll leave without a two weeks notice. There is natural attrition in any business. People, yeah. people leave because of scheduling conflicts closer to home. A family member works there, more money. But no one ever leaves because of a walk of shame. And mm. I, I try to, I, I said it earlier, is the dignity. Because when I worked at my friend's center, I didn't start sea level. I sat in the cubicle with the proletariat, happy and sad and good and the bad. And the yeah. main gripe people had was they felt expendable. They felt like they're a yeah. number. They didn't care. And if that's just the cracked code, if that's the trick, just to make sure everyone feels inclusive and you just don't call you champ, but I tell Steph exactly why she was amazing yesterday because she got 44 leads. 
Yeah. That's the difference you were mentioning earlier that I really took the time to get to really know you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you genuinely care about your people. Like, yeah. that's huge. It shouldn't be that huge, though. That's what boggles my mind. I'm still, I want to compliment you on how huge and massive that is. But I also, especially in like your line of work, when we're talking about human beings who are doing a job, who are on the line, who get the wrath of another human being who just doesn't have that moment. And trust me, I am guilty to have been in a heated, frustrated, impatient moment in my life. And I know hopefully people don't think that that's possible with me, but it is, I'm human. Um, but the fact that it's the common thing to assume when you get someone on the other line who has maybe a, an accent or a beauty mark, uh, that, that that almost puts, and I don't want to assume, but I think it puts a lot of Americans into this like, oh boy, okay, I gotta put my armor on because are they gonna understand me? Am I gonna get my point across? It, it all goes into this very like self-centered I, 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 instead of considering I just, just care for this other human on the other line. Oh, you're like, so I smart. <laughs> That's why we ask clarification questions. I'll say for my edification, was it ABC or one, two, three? Steph, of course I'm gonna use military alphabet to ensure emails mm -hmm. don't bounce back. We show mm -hmm. active listening, we have checkpoints. Mm -hmm. There's ways to readjust tones where I can say, Steph, that's the next one question. These are the three things that we do. And then you mention it back. And so we have certain techniques to readjust, to show active listening, to repeat, to 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 calm everybody down. Yeah, yeah. So you and just it take it upon yourself to say, you know, I know that this happens. I know that people get up in arms when they hear this beauty mark on the other side. But let's, I, love the let's, I do too. I seriously do. Uh, let's just get ahead of it. Let's not wait for that moment for them to get impatient, for them to get frustrated. Let's get ahead of it on every call and let's just make that the norm. That is so, like, there's so much foresight in that. That is, that is beautiful. Definitely. And definitely just don't call you sir or ma'am, say stuff. Right. And the cousin of the name drop, which I think should be done on transitional sentences and confirmation questions, it's, it's the personal pronoun, the your and the are. My advice is to give that a quarter second slide and pause before it. So you can reset tones, reset sentences. You can gauge reactions from people because my friend, besides this Zoom that we're doing, most of these phone calls are sight unseen. You're losing three of your senses, your taste, touch, and smell. Hearing should be expanded by I believe in image streaming and metaphysics. You should expand on imagination and descriptions. By doing so, you'll capture their attention for 30-second intervals. And that's how you buy time and prolong conversations. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I I, I I, love everything we've talked about. I'm, I feel so inspired. And there's so much insight that you have that I know we didn't even get to touch on. But I want to make sure my listeners have a really good sense of you know, I know we've dropped it. It's it's clear, you know, that we've got Costa Rica's call center on the line. We've got Richard Blank, who is, is founded, ran, owned this for 15 years. It's doing amazing things. But I want to make sure that the listeners have a good sense of what it is that, that you do. Who is it for? You know, tap into some of the things that make the listeners realize, oh, I, I should probably have a call with Richard. And then what is the easiest way to, to kind of talk to you about getting started? Of course, and thank you so much, Steph. I, we do outbound sales, appointment setting, lead generation, inbound customer support, back office support, 
non-voice support and companies that are looking to scale one seeders that are working out of their home that want to grow or a very large company that want to offset some of their work and maybe compare apples and a lot of the times they have a plug-and-play operation they got the script they got the list and the CRM what's the difference well it could be me and you stuff it could be the coach it could be mm -hmm. the person that does make that difference the teacher to inspire me to study or the coach that inspires you to hit the gym dedicated practice is key because in this industry you can't really turn off my suggestion for people is to watch things in english with english subtitles why to master the phonetics there might be some noise in the background that's the way i learned spanish and then if you can record yourself just practice your congruence where your audio matches the visual I know it might look funny, but you were mentioning earlier prior to the podcast, which is edging, when people do ums, ahs, and okays. That's filler space. It could be done by either a silence for, you know, as I say, a reinforcement, or there's certain ways to expand upon that. And so really what we're doing is just breaking apart speech. And I think rhetoric is one of the greatest arts ever. And since English is their second language, they're stimulated. They're concentrating. They're focused in such short periods of time where they're not going to burn out. It's not a transitional type of job. And so the agents that you will get here will be dedicated. So mm -hmm. send me your script. Let me take a look at it. Ethically, I'll let you know if it's something I can do. B, it's a seller's market. Will the agents want to take it? Are your expectations realistic? If you have a five-minute talk time, that's only 12 calls an hour. But if you have wrap-up time, CRM, and maybe note-taking, you're only making about eight calls. Don't tell me Jasmine's doing 15. The numbers don't work. You might want to try to encourage me, but don't, you know, don't give me some unrealistic stuff. And right. we need to readjust the tones with the people in the States because it's a different culture. Yeah. You might not want to use profanity. Some of the things you say on the floor and how you type might not work here. And so we have to, we have to mesh. We've mm -hmm. got to make sure it's a perfect fit. And so when people mm -hmm. call me, all I do is just answer questions. I don't force a hand or ask for a credit card. And I'll see if I can go 15 rounds. And from an educated point of view, Steph, then you make a decision and you move forward with me. That's usually how we get our business. I love it. Well, I, I think you're doing amazing things for businesses around the world. I wanna I wanna clarify, you support businesses in America through Costa Rica's call center. Yes, ma'am. Canada, US, yes. Central America, and a little bit of Europe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if if listeners, if you own a business and you have a need for some extra support to get, by the way, I have to take the extra minute here and just say, we are, as of recording today, we're in 2023. And the world has gone incredibly digital. The world has gone very automation. The world is diving deeper than ever into AI. And never before does the human touch element of a phone call make more of a difference than it does today. So the work that Richard and his team is doing by picking up a phone call on behalf of your business with quality, dedicated, focused people, it's going to be light years ahead of anything, some sort of chatbot, automation, AI is going to do. So I just truly believe in what you're doing. And I really hope that the listeners take the time to, in the show notes, guys, I'm going to put the Costa Rica call center. It's an easy URL, CostaRicaCallCenter.com. I'm going to make sure that's in there. Um, Rich is also super smart and he has a, a big green button right on his site that says CEO, uh, C CEO talk. Oh, now I'm making myself a liar. CEO, CEO hotline, CEO hotline, big green button. Can't miss it. 
click on that, fill out the form, get in touch with Richard. He will personally chat with you and you guys will talk about how can you get some support for your business. So thank you again, Richard. I'm just so jazzed that we got to chat. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a great time, Seth. Good, good. All right, guys, until next time. Steph here. Thank you so much for listening to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. If you are a successful business owner and you lead your business with passion, we'd love to feature you on our show. We'd love to share with the world what makes your business great and how you have intentionally led passion throughout your business. Also, if you got any value or little tidbits from this episode, please take a minute to screenshot the episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. Be sure to tag us so we can properly thank you and we love deepening our connection with our listeners. We are regularly putting out new episodes to feature leaders such as yourself who lead with passion on purpose. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any future episodes. For more episodes, guest information, or details on the show, please visit getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. That's getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. Once again, I'm Steph. I am the owner and creative director at Vim. And thank you for listening to the show.